Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, let's open up in prayer. Father, we're grateful today that the Lord has been in the band and the praise team have led us in worship. Lord, as we open your word up today, as everyone has walked through these doors, there's something different on all of their hearts. And I ask you today, through the power of your word and through your spirit, you encourage those today. And Lord, as we always ask, whether it's over the internet or whatever it might be, that people would accept you as their savior. Lord, we'll just give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to turn to the book of Revelation, the very last book of the Bible. And I, I felt today I wanted to talk about my spirit on, on how that we need to stay focused on where we're headed as a church. I know you guys have given me a hard time because I'm always going like this about faith too. And I, I was out of town with Stefan and down in Houston uh, a few weeks ago, and I was so thankful the way our team was able to uh, articulate amazingly what you have given. Uh, I look at that as another miracle. As we look back before we get into our, our new facility, there'll really be about seven, about <clears throat> several miracles that we'll be able to look back on and just see only the Lord could have done that. And the way that you've given towards what we're going to do. And I always believe that as a believer, as a Christian, that if we don't have goals before us and if we're not looking towards heaven all the time, life can get us down real easy. All of us, doesn't matter who we are. But if you're able to, to look through that and see a purpose in it and then look out towards heaven, I really believe the Lord can keep you encouraged. Well, look at Revelation chapter... Revelation chapter 12 and verses 10 through 12. Again, now, this is John who is writing down what the Lord is telling him to about things to come. And as he writes down in Revelation 12, 10, he says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation... And strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Let me read that again. Salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Remember when Jesus was <clears throat> teaching the disciples, said, Lord, will you tell, how should we pray? And he said, part of the prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you and I in our life can constantly be trying to pull down heaven into our life, it gives us a focus and a perspective that God wants us to have. And then us as a, as a church family, <clears throat> it continues and he says, for the accuser, well, we know who he is of our brethren, who accused them before our God, meaning the devil, day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him, meaning Satan, by the blood of the lamb 
by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives until death. In verse 12, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the sea, for the devil has come down to you, and he's having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. And I want to flip that for a minute for our life. We need to be fervent in our life because we know that we have a short time. What about I? If the devil's going to work overtime to do outright evil because he knows the Lord is coming back soon. He doesn't know when or how, but he, he can see and he can tell by what is happening. That what about us? What, what about us? And, and it says, and the three things that come together, I, I, I honestly believe it's, it's, yes, we can say those three things that we were able to overcome. And let me go back to them and explain that a little bit more. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Here's how we overcome. Anything in your life, how can we overcome whatever the devil tries to throw? This is basically what the Lord's saying. How do we do that? You have things right now in your life. I have things right now in my life that, that we need to overcome. How are we going to do that? Well, the Lord says this is, this is one of the ways. This is how we do it. By the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony... And they did not love their lives until death. I don't think it's just not just one thing. It's all together. Talking about our testimonies. Never forget, I was going to speak at a, at a group of pastors. And there was a lot of people there. And, and uh, uh, one of the guys wanted to talk to me before I was getting ready to go up to speak. And, and he comes running over to me, <clears throat> grabs my hand and shakes my hand. He goes, I want you to know I've been shot nine times. Okay, what do, I, what do I do with this, you know? And, and what he was trying to do, he was trying to give me his testimony, like, and he was going on and on, like he's been shot nine times and all these things have happened. He's been in jail on and how many times and all these, he's just going on and on and on. And I'm like, whoa, you know, and so I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't have much comeback after that. But here was, here's my point. When it comes to your testimony, we're going to look at those three aspects we've met. How much of your testimony do you have where you hear other people that it's like, well, I can top that, you know? So have you ever been around people before? Well, you know, this has happened. And you're saying, well, well, I tell you what, what about? And then they give their, and then the next guy, well, and, you know, and they go on and on and on. And their testimony is more about the negative and about the bad than it is to give God the glory and this is what I want you to get at. In your testimony, that's part of it. In your testimony, when you share with people, first of all, it, it, the Lord says that's one of the ways that we overcome the devil. So here's a question. I'd get down on it. Here's the question. When was the last time that you, that you were actually shared your testimony with somebody? I, I, I'm just asking. Because the Lord said, you know what that is when you do that? You, you know who you're helping more than anybody else when you, when you share your testimony? You're helping yourself. You're hearing what the Lord has done. You're going to overcome what the devil is trying to do in your life when you replay where you were and what the Lord's done in your life. 
by the word of our testimony, and even more important than that, it, it, they all come together. It, the way that we stay focused, we... It, is a church family, is, is a body of believers, is we have to know, first of all, where our testimony is and where does it come from? It comes from where it says, which is so important where we overcome. It's through the blood of the Lamb. Most churches today, you're not going to hear about hell. You're not going to hear about the blood of the Lamb. You're not going to hear about the cross of Calvary. You're going to hear about how good can I feel, how much can I be blessed, and what is the Lord going to do for me? Instead of, instead of pulling back and saying, I want to be so thankful that God has given me the grace and the mercy and the wisdom to live in this day and age through his blood who was shed on the cross of Calvary for me. It's for you. That's for everybody in here. The way that we overcome is we look to the day that we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and through the blood of Christ on the cross of Calvary, what does that mean? It means that we have been forgiven. Why aren't we living the victory that we can or should be in our life? You know why? I, I'm right there with you. You know why? Forgiveness. The other side of that coin is that, yeah, the Lord will forgive us, but are we forgiving others in our life? doesn't mean you have to be around them. They might be out of your life now, but have you... The Lord says he's not going to hear our prayers if we haven't forgiven others. So it's so important. If we want to overcome, we have to understand what that blood actually means. It actually, there is no forgiveness without the blood. Hebrews 9.22, I think, says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. All through the Old Testament, the sacrifice was pointing as the lambs or sacrifice was pointing to the New Testament when Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, would shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for our sins. And if we are really truly believers and know what he's done for us, we need to be tenderhearted enough that we have forgiven someone else as Christ has forgiven us. Why so many people do not overcome in this life is because they can't work through the bitterness of someone else, of what someone has done to them in their life. If you want to overcome and be victors and have victory in this life, you and I have to be willing to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. That's shedding of blood, the forgiveness of sin, how that we need to forgive others. Are, are we willing to do that? And then we give our testimony and then we pull the last thing in and it says, what, what, what does that actually mean, you know? You know, I want to ask you a question. What, what, what happened to September? Can I, I, you know, I looked at my phone, so October 1st, September's gone. I think there's a song about that somewhere. I don't know if that, Earth, wind, and fire. I don't know if I'm dating myself. I don't know. But anyways. But anyways. <laughs> I didn't plan on saying that. but Except it's gone. We're, we're not concerned about our lives even to death. That's what it's saying. That's how we overcome. We need to look spiritually in our life about eternity. 
Our flesh, this body, it's gone. When it, it's gone when it comes to eternity. We're given a new, new, a whole new body that'll last forever. It's spiritual forever. You and I are going to win. We have to look at this life, and we as a church family have to stay focused on the spiritual. We have to be willing to, to focus on the spiritual. Now, as we go into this, and I share that I was going to talk a little bit about where we're headed with our, the new building. As we go into this new building, there are things that I structurally want to see done over there. We want to build the overhang out so people can get out of the weather more. We want to buy up more of the property for some more parking. All these things we're going to do is, is Ben and, and Jim and Brent were able to share about our, our youth area of the church. All those things we want to do to the physical building, right? That's what we want to do. Why, do we, why are we doing all this? As a church family, we are doing it because we have a focus and how quickly this life is over. And we want to help families. We want to help individuals. And we want to help our young people and our little ones. And tell them about Jesus, who he is, and the truth of what real truth is. The spiritual. That's why, that's why we're doing it. We're heading to where we're heading. We want a place to where we can tell people about who Jesus is and what he can do for their life. We've got to grasp that. I, I say this over and over and over again as we look to God's word. Two things we always want to remember, that we are spiritual beings and remember the doctrine of his word. See, because there's only salvation. There's not many ways to heaven. So we hear so popular already. It's not through religion. It's through a person. It's through the son of God who gave his life for you and for me. You know, as we look to God's word, I want you to look at another passage that goes along with what I was just sharing. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, as we stay focused as a church family on the spiritual and on eternal things, Jesus tells us, Verses 8 and 9 in 2 Peter chapter 3. Beloved, do not forget. You know why the Lord said that? It's because we forget easily. That's why. He didn't have to put the, why did he have to put that in there? It's because we forget easy. He doesn't want us to forget this one thing. So now he really brings it into focus. He wants us, he wants you to remember this one thing. Really focus in on this one thing that he wants us to remember. That with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We talk about all time here at City Church. The focus is on keeping everything spiritual, on letting people see eternity. Eternity is forever. 
The Lord is, is waiting because you and I have family, have friends that we love so much that the Lord continues to wait that we can be a testimony. And by what we've been able to overcome through the blood of the Lamb and giving our testimony and looking at life from an eternal perspective, that, that family member or that friend you went to school with, that you'll be able to, to bring into heaven. It, it brings us down into focus every week. Why, why are we doing this? You know, why, why am I, how can I say this? Why am I so focused to use that same word again on this one area that, that if you're all there to see of where we're moving into, it's a large area where we're going to have this big food pantry. We're going to be able to have all, this, all these things that we need to help single moms and, and all this uh, strollers and baby formula. All these things, I see it already in there. It's in there. Why? Why are we doing that? You know, uh, uh, one of our ladies here at the, the, the church, you, you, some of these stories you think I make up, you know, just because they sound good, right? But I, I try and tell you the truth most of the time when I preach, okay? But this is a true story, okay? <laughs> okay? And you think, wow, is that real? You're driving home, and they, did, it, did that really happen? You know, yes, it did, the things I tell you. Okay, so Debbie Spry, who, who was manager of a bank, uh, for years and years here in the Akron area. Uh, I was going to the bank one day to see her, and uh, again, she was a manager in, in the office that she had, and she had a client in there, and so I had to wait. And as I was waiting, uh, she, she finally said, you know, this person, and, and she hollered my, because I was over by the teller, she hollered my name out that I could come back over. And when I went into her office, there was a lady that uh, she looked to be probably at that time, I don't know, 80 years old. And uh, she goes, are, are, you, are you Dallas? Are, are you Dallas Billington? I said, yeah. And, and she goes, uh, could I talk to you for a second? And I said, sure. And, and she goes, I, I want to tell you something. Again, she's 80 years old, okay? Many, many years ago, her husband died. She had four or five, I think, little kids. And this was back in the 60s. So she's talking to me just several years ago. You see how many, how long that was? 50, 60 years it, it had been since this story she's about to articulate to me. She says, Dallas, I, I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't know what we were going to do. And it was around Thanksgiving time, and it was me and those little kids. And I hear this knock on the door. She's telling me this in Debbie's office. She says, I hear this knock on the door. And she goes, there's your grandfather standing there, one of the pastors with so many groceries I couldn't even imagine. And money and gifts and brought him into our house. She goes, you'll never know what that meant. For the Lord, just not at that time, but the Lord just showing me that he's going to watch over me. That's why we're doing what we're going to do to give people hope. That, that, see, my grandfather always used to say, you can never lead anybody to Jesus 
on an empty stomach. I always just say that. I want to have that put up in our new building somewhere, okay? I really am. Over in that area where we're going to have. But you know, it, it might just be for that one time. It might go on for a while. But it, those that you help, again, I'm talking about 50, 60 years late. This elderly woman now at the time is relaying this story to me. See, what the, Jesus is telling us that our, our life has to stay focused to where we can see people that are hurting and share with them what Jesus has done for us, he'll do for them. Let's close with this last verse to build upon what I just said. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42, Jesus is speaking and he says these words in Matthew 10, 42. And whosoever gives one of these little ones, in other words, either new believers or children, only a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus, surely I say unto you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Whoever gives one of these little ones just a very simplistic thing like a bag of groceries or a $10 bill or whatever the Lord puts in your heart. You see, sometimes we look at the, that our life is just trivial. You know, you're not, you know, what is who we are. I'm just going to school. I'm a, a kid in high school or I'm just, you know, working this job and you know what the Lord, all the Lord wants you to do? You know what he's impressed upon me over the years? No matter what your job is, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, it's not about, you know, you've made it and you're here and this is, this is what you want to do, is to be faithful. It's just to be faithful. If the Lord tells you to do that, you do it. Why? You say, man, you know, I wonder what this is. God's telling you something so important here. The littlest thing that you do, hey, you see that person, you come over, it might be even a stranger, you see them, hey, can, can you come here for a second? I, it might be at a store somewhere, I don't know. Can I pray for you right now? You put your arm around them, and you might not ever see them again, and you pray for them through the blood of Jesus Christ that God will give them hope to know that there's no coincidence that you came across them today and to let them know that Jesus will never leave them or forsake them if, he, if you just trust them. Trust him today. And you leave. And you know what? No one, no one ever sees that. Here's the point as I close with today. As we stay focused on the spiritual and will no means lose his reward. Everything you do Everything, every little thing that you do in the name of Jesus is written down in heaven. Everything. As we stay focused as a church family and you're willing to believe into this dream that we had some 10 years ago and we see it all coming together, I believe the Lord's getting ready to put it into fourth gear. What God is going to do. We are all a part of this. 
We're all doing this together. And you might say, well, I can only do this or do that. The Lord wants you to be faithful in the little. And many people might not ever see what you do in this life. But if you do the spiritual, you'll be rewarded in heaven for all eternity. Man, it is going to be amazing. I'm telling you, people will come up to you and and the vision you've grasped onto about all our our missions are local and all the thousands of dollars that you've given and all those people will come up to you someday in heaven for all eternity that you are a part of and are a part of changing their life. And they're in heaven because of you. See, that... If we stay focused on what we've looked at today and our church family, you imagine what, what one of us do, but what we've all been able to be a part of this vision, what hundreds of people can do when we see this and what the Lord wants us to do and knowing if the devil knows without a doubt that his time is short, may we also know. You know, I really believe what I'm about to tell you. We're almost 10 years old, right? I believe this. I believe, I don't think that we're going to, as many years as we've been as a church family, I don't know if we'll make it. I don't think we'll be here in another 10. I really don't. What should that do when it changes our perspective on the spiritual and reaching people and a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus to where they look at you and you say, well, I don't understand why you did that. She says, I did it because I believe that Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine and has a plan for your life. And he just wants you to accept him. And I did what I did today, whatever it might be for you because of what Jesus did for me. Man, this, this, is what, this is why we're still here. You are still here. I am still here. Because the Lord, yes, he wants you to be part of your family and, and those that you love and all those things, but he wants us to see eternity. He wants us to pull heaven down into this life. And if we can grasp on to know our time is short, if we can take what Jesus has done for us to give it to others. Man, it is going to be amazing, I believe, what we're about to see happen and going to happen as we birth into that new church. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed, you know, I want you to think about someone right now in your life or whoever it might be that you know that needs Jesus. If you thought about them this week, if you prayed about them. See, the Lord had you meet them in high school years ago. The Lord had you befriend them. The Lord brought them into your family. You married them or you married into that family. The Lord specifically has you right where you are to see them find heaven 
is their home. And the way that happens is we stay focused. We know how we've been forgiven. We have to forgive others. We have a testimony that how Jesus saved me, how he saved you. And, and he's got a purpose. And you know, it might be till heaven that if you're here today as a believer that people might not ever see what you've done behind the scenes for Jesus. But heaven does. God does for all eternity. A day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is a day. You know, that's good news for us. But what is it for those that don't know Jesus? Huh. See, we need to look at it that way. You and I might only have 10 more years to reach those people that we love. Man, we, we got to get serious as a church family. There are people so hurting and they don't have a clue how to get out of the mess they're in. You, <clears throat> me, God has brought you in their life for a reason. Father, as we come to you today, if there's someone watching, listening, wherever they are, Lord, all they have to do is trust you. Believe. Jesus said, you are who we know you are. And they believe that you are God's son. And that you shed your perfect blood on the cross of Calvary. Lord, may they pray this prayer to find heaven as their home. May they pray with me right now and say these words from their heart. Jesus, I believe you're God's son. You came into this world and lived a perfect life. And you put yourself on that cross for me and you shed your blood, your perfect blood for all all of my sins Jesus I don't understand everything but I want to take a step of faith right now and I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness from this day forward help me to live by your resurrection power Jesus, as we close this invitation time, if there's someone here today, may a friend bring a friend, a family member, and I can open up your word. Pray that same prayer with them. And you will write their name down in the Lamb's book of life. And it will be there forever and ever and ever. Lord, if there's someone here today, as Ben leads us in this invitation song, may they come forward and I can show them in your word and they can pray that prayer. In Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, 
I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior. And you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.